It's time now for Spears on Sports with John Spears, presented by M&M Carnage. And now, here's Johnny. I made it to a Thursday. Welcome in, Spears on Sports, presented by M&M Carnage. John Spears in studio. It is Thursday, October 6th. Ed Peake was supposed to be here today, but uh, he had uh, late cancellation. He'll be here tomorrow to uh, join the show. So this is a perfect day to call the M&M Cartage Hotline and give me your opinion. 502-384-1450, 384-1450. That's the number to call. If you'd like to text the program, you can do that as well on the Thornton's text line, 502-414-1450, 414-1450 to get your text into the show. I watched episode two yesterday, Dahmer, Monster, the Jeffrey Dahmer story on Netflix. Went back into his past. It's still disturbing to watch, but I can't. It's like that uh, car wreck that you see when you're riding down the road and you just, you don't want to look, but you can't look away. Ah, Episode three, I think, is on the docket for today. You have to regroup on a uh, in a show like this. After every episode, you have to regroup. You have to say, you know what? I'm going to watch a romantic comedy or a stand-up comedian. I got to watch something that cleans the palate. Because Jeffrey Dahmer didn't clean the palate. Jeffrey Dahmer ate people. Ugh. I don't know how. I don't know how long I'm going to talk about this. I'm getting a little queasy just talking about it. But there you go. Major League Baseball regular season is over. I expected this to be Black Thursday. It happens in the NFL every year. It happens in the NBA. And it happens in Major League Baseball. The problem is, nowadays, a lot of these managers get fired in the middle of the season. They don't even let them finish out their 65-win season. They just fire them, promote the bench coach. Hey, we'll worry about next year's manager after that. So as far as I can tell... There are four teams now that need managers. Mike Matheny did get fired by the Kansas City Royals yesterday. He had 65 wins this season. That's not good enough. The White Sox are looking for a manager. Tony La Russa, health problems. He's 106 years old. He won't be back next year. The Texas Rangers had an interim manager. They're going to look. Miami Marlins and Don Mattingly parted ways. They agreed to that a couple of weeks ago. So last year, last night, yesterday, was the final managerial shot for Don Donnie Baseball with the Miami Marlins. I do think David Bell's going to get fired by the Reds. They did lose their 100th game yesterday. If you're going to lose your 100th game on the last day of the season, you might as well lose 15-2 to to the lowly Chicago Cubs. And that's what David Bell and the Cincinnati Reds did. Phil Nevin of the Angels, he got a reprieve. When Joe Madden got fired, they threw Phil Nevin into the dugout. He's going to be back next year for the Angels. I guess Mike Trout, who hit his 40th homer yesterday, and Shohei Otani said, yeah, we like Phil Nevin. Therefore, Phil Nevin will be back. But it wasn't nearly the Black Thursday I thought it might be. Only one manager officially got fired so far after yesterday's games ended. I think there will be more. I certainly think uh, David Bell of the Reds has has managed his last game in Cincinnati. 
Let's go to the M&M Cartage Hotline. Thank you for calling in so early. David, how are you today? Oh, yes, uh, John. Thanks for taking my call. I know you're talking about Major League Baseball and, uh, like I said, the, the, the Cincinnati Reds. I still have to wonder just what's up with that franchise because it seemed like, you know, just years ago, Reds, you know, were, you know, contenders a lot during. Yeah. I mean, I could always, you know, find, you know, people just in just, you know, kind of baseball fans around, friends, family, et cetera. Somebody, you know, drawn to like, you know, the Reds on the radio and the Reds on a, on a you know, regional or national tele, you know, cast game and the World Series of the 70s. That was Oh, World you're going Series way back, David. You're going way back. I know I am. Yeah. 1990, yeah. it doesn't feel like it. It was 32 years ago. Now, I old know, guys like us don't realize that, but it was. It was 32 years ago. Yeah, that's right. And, you know, to, to think that since then, I don't know, you know, because it seemed like at least Marge shot was at least, you know, had things, you know, kind of, you know, going where the Reds, you know, were kind of where they were. But it seemed like after Marge shot, I don't know, uh, I can't remember some of the, Marge you know, shot, the, the ownership. Well, the Castellini ownership has been awful. And Marge shot, oh, I know was, it. Was I a, know it. she was a cartoon character that happened to care about the team a lot and did what she could to make the team better. But yeah. I'm not sure. Look, injuries are always a part of it. You're in a small yeah. market. Uh, when you're not contending, you're going to sell off your parts for younger minor league players that hopefully will help you in the future, and that's always a gamble. But, again, this year you got Louis Castillo. He's going to start game one tomorrow for the Seattle Mariners. You had oh. Tyler Malley. You trade him to the Minnesota Twins. Now, he ultimately got injured, but – he was your top-line starter after you traded Castillo. Um, yeah. Joey Votto gets injured. Injuries are a part of it. And when you sign Joey Votto to that huge contract a few years back, all of a sudden, financially, that hamstrings you a little bit in moves that you would like to make. Jonathan India is, is a guy's rookie of the year last year, injured a little bit this yeah. year, played pretty well while he was in there. Will the Reds be able to re-sign him once he's eligible for free agency? I would say no, because if he continues on the path he's on, one of these big market teams is going to scoop him up for more money. Yeah, and Joey Votto, we, uh, hearing him on, on was it the, 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 the Sports Ohio? Yeah, Bally Sports, Sports Ohio. Ohio. He, he did a few several, games. I think, wasn't it? He's good. He's yeah, a, he is good. He's entertaining. Think, you know, yeah, I think, I because, think, I mean, it's like he was calling at least I know for he probably I think we called a couple of innings Tuesday night or something. The Reds won that, you know. <laughs> then they won Monday, but I thought for sure they could, you know, they could have swept this weekend to have prevented one hundred losses by the yeah. Reds. I didn't think that that, that you know that could second because, time you know, I, I, in franchise history they've lost a hundred games. What's that? Second time in franchise second history. Second time, okay. They, I think it was I think it was eighty two. You can look it up. It might have been eighty three. It was the early eighties. They lost, I think, 102 one season. Oh, my gosh. I didn't, I didn't realize that. You know, I this team's been team. around since 1870, and they've only had yeah, 200 all right. seasons. Weren't they like the oldest uh, the Red in, the, stockings. in the World Series? The Cincinnati Red or? Stockings, yeah. Yeah, Red Stockings, yes. But mm -hmm. it's embarrassing yeah. to watch now. They finished tied with the Pirates for last place. The Pirates oh, beat my, the so Cardinals. The Pirates are going to lose 102? Pirates beat the Cardinals yesterday. Uh, they finished sixty-two and one hundred. The Reds, of course, oh. lose. They finished sixty-two and one hundred. 
And to think Reds and Pirates, you know, back, you know, in the day, you were, you know, in those contenders, oh, playoff yeah. appearances, and you, know, you would have thought with the expanded playoffs, you know, the Reds, even this year, could have, you know, could have, you know, profited. Because I know when it, like, two seasons ago, they were, like, one of the last teams in in yeah. the 2020 short season. Yeah, and I remember uh, it wasn't that long ago they got in and got no hit in the playoffs by Roy Halladay, the late Roy Halladay. So... Oh, wow. Okay, um, yeah, that's right. They did that one time. They yeah. finished 31 games behind the St. Louis Cardinals this year, tied with the Pirates oh for last place in the National League Central. Now, Washington lost 107. The Reds and the Pirates lost 100. Uh, hmm. And that and uh, the A's lost 102. So there were four My. teams that lost 100 or more games this season. That doesn't happen very often. And that doesn't happen usually in baseball, does it? No. You might get one or two, right? It's hard to lose 100 games. That's what I would think. It's hard to lose 100 games. Are... David, thank you wow. for the call as always, my friend. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the Reds, you know, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know. If you look at the minor leagues, look, I, I went to a few bats games this year. Most of those guys were called up during the season, so this bats team was even worse because their players were all playing in Cincinnati where they couldn't win there. I don't know where they go from here. Hunter Green, the uh, young, you know, blazing arm pitcher, he has a potential to be really, really good. But again, you got to hang on to these guys. You all, you once all. you put them in the majors, Justin, Justin Kalen with me, uh, once you put them in the majors, then that service time starts, and they are so much closer to being a free agent. And once they are, they're not signing in Cincinnati. Look at that ballpark. Do you want to pitch in Cincinnati? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't want to pitch. Oh. I want to hit there. You'll, sure. Yeah, absolutely. Give me a bat. <laughs> so you all were talking about Joey Votto broadcasting. Did you see his video from yesterday of the Toyota Tundra thing? No. Was he out there by the truck? No. So he was in the broadcast booth, and he said, you know, in all my years I've never here, seen anybody hit the truck. He said, I've ne- there's never been a winner of you the gotta truck. you got to move the truck, right? Well, so he goes, that's what he was thinking. He was like, well, let's move it in closer. But he said, how about this? For the rest of the game, if anybody hits a homer to the right side of the field, between center field and right field, I'll buy them a truck. Or whoever the winner was. I for love that Joey night. Votto. I don't know if we're ever going to see great Joey Votto, the player, no. again. No. But man, he's got a future in broadcasting. Well, so he he's so good. He said that that he would buy them a, the winner a truck. Did anybody? The Cubs hit a bunch <laughs> of home runs. Two two batter or two pitches later, one of the bat whoever was batting pulled one just foul of the right field pole, <laughs> and Joey was like, "Yeah, I'm gonna have to change the restrictions on it." It was it was funny. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, he's I'm, awesome. Look, I've been watching. It was it was Fox Sports Ohio. Now it's Bally Sports Ohio. Mm-hmm. I've never seen anybody come close to hitting the truck. It's in dead center. It's right next to that big boat they have out there for whatever I mean, it, reason. It would be a 500 foot shot. It would, it, yes. And it's got to be in the right area. You can hit a 500 foot shot out of the stadium to right field and down, it rolls down by the river, but you're not hitting that truck in de- almost dead center field, just a little left of dead center field. Who wants the truck anyways if it gets hit? It's got a nice it's, little dent in it's it. It's probably a 1990 Toyota Tundra <laughs> by now. Uh, you have 1990, that Todd Benzinger team, Barry Larkin. That's the last time the Reds won the <laughs> World Series. They haven't been close. I am going to give you my picks for the first round of the playoffs. I still got the Dodgers and Houston. 
going to the World Series. I mean, I know that's chalk. That's that's really, you know, un, unsatisfactory for me. I don't like that picking chalk. But the Dodgers, look, there are questions about their pitching. It would not surprise me if the Braves or the Mets won the National League. And on the other side, Houston – Houston's the best team in baseball, in my opinion. But the Yankees have potential. I like the Cleveland Indians. Oh, I'm sorry. The Cleveland Guardians. That was not intentional. You're canceled, John. That was not intentional. I like the Guardians. The Guardians are going to start Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, and Cal Quantrill. And their closer, Classe, is among the best in the game. And they've got young bats who can hit. They got a great leadoff hitter in Quan. They've got Jose Ramirez, who's an MVP candidate in any other year, not involving Aaron Judge and Shohei Otani. They have hitters up and down that lineup. They have great starting pitching. Uh, one of the best closers. I like Cleveland, man. And they got a three-game home set with Tampa Bay uh, coming up starting Friday. I love this playoff format. Now. Change is either I love it or I hate it. That's who I am. I'm old man, get off my porch when I don't like it. Like uh, making the bases bigger next year. Come on, give me a break. But I'm when I like something, I'm all in. All in. And I love this playoff format. You've got four wild card games, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. All games are in Cleveland, Toronto, St. Louis, and New York where the Mets are hosting. And if you're a road team, you don't have any home games. And if you're a home team, you're favored to win this three-game set. But I say this all the time. Anybody can win a three-game series. That's why the NCAA basketball tournament is great. Anybody can win one game. Ask Kentucky. Ask St. Peter's. Ask Maryland-Baltimore County when they beat number one seed Virginia. Anybody can beat anybody. And in a three-game series in baseball, same thing. Seven-game series most of the time, not all the time, most of the time the better team is going to win. That 1990 Reds team, they were not as good as the Oakland A's team that year with Canseco and McGuire and those guys. But they swept Oakland four games to none. They shouldn't have. They were not favored in any of those four games. Jose Rijo was great, was a great pitcher. But that's it. That's all they had on the pitching staff. But they swept Oakland. It happens. And baseball in a three-game series, you know who beat the Dodgers, swept the Dodgers four games this season in Los Angeles in a series? The Pittsburgh Pirates. They're 62-100. and 62-100. and 100. The Dodgers are 111-51. and 51. I can't even do that math. I'm not even close. The Dodgers won 49 more games than the Pirates, and the Pirates swept them in a four-game series in L.A. in the middle of the year. It's baseball. You don't know. But I am going to pick each winner of each series, each three-game set here, and I'm going to tell you if they win the set two games to one or two games to none. Why not? All my picks are are worth worthwhile because you can bet against them, right, Scooter? You know, I had SMU last night. Mm, I, I gave out SMU last night. Didn't when know I, that. When I turned it off, it was forty-one to thirteen, Central Florida. 
SMU was getting two and a half. Not a good bet. Yikes. I saw Central Florida against Louisville. So to me, it was an easy bet. Louisville beat this team. <laughs> They're not very good. 41 to 13. And there were still two and a half minutes left. They were driving again. I don't even want to know how it ended. <sighs> I love it. I love it. I love baseball. I love uh I love this time of year. Is baseball college, your college favorite football? sport? <sighs> it used to be. It used to be. What is it now? It's college football now. Really? I've got the older I've gotten I love my fantasy NFL teams. I love NFL. Uh, I still love. I still have a um, a romantic love for baseball. I do. So is it college football, NFL, then baseball? Top three? Uh, no, baseball's really dropped mm. because college basketball is up there for me too. Is that that's number three or number two? Probably three. Gotcha. Probably after uh, football's my favorite. Um, I mean. Every Saturday, college football. It's going to be weird this weekend because ESPN and ESPN2 are covering these baseball games. Friday, Saturday, and Sunday. I think there's one game Friday on ABC, and the rest of them are on ESPN or ESPN2. So Saturday, I'm going to be turning in to try to watch some uh, college football on ESPN, and I'm not going to get college football on ESPN. I'm going to get at uh, noon on the Deuce, I'm going to get Tampa Bay and Cleveland. At 4 o'clock on ESPN, I'm going to get Seattle and Toronto, followed by San Diego and the Mets. And at 8.30 on ESPN, two Phillies and Cardinals. So the slots where all these college football games are on Saturday, they're being taken over by baseball, at least on ESPN and ESPN, two. Now you'll still have Fox, ABC, Notre Dame and BYU are on NBC Saturday night from Las Vegas. I love that one. The Mormons and the Catholics playing in Las Vegas. <laughs> Who's going to hell first? I think it'll be Notre Dame because they're not that good. We'll take a break. Come back. We'll stick with baseball. I do want to go ahead and give you my winners so you can get over to the uh, to the uh, betting parlor and bet against me. We'll check on that. Uh, Will Levis may not play. Oh, I buried the lead here. Will Levis with an injury may not play Saturday. I'll tell you if I think he'll play or not. And Kentucky basketball has a six-year contract with a major player. We'll talk about that as well. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. Welcome back to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Eminem Cartage hotline open, 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. Get your text to the show at 414-1450. Texter says, John, Jeffrey Dahmer doesn't clean the palate, but he would clean his plate. Oh, man. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes is the correct word there, Justin. All right, uh, Will Levis may not play against South Carolina uh, Saturday night. The spread has gone from 10.5, Kentucky favored, to, I think, 6. Let me check. Yeah, it's down to 6. 4.5 point swing there. I hope you bet uh, South Carolina early. Now you can bet Kentucky maybe hit the middle there. 
That's always fun. That's always fun. You're looking for a six, seven, eight, nine, or ten point game. That's that's a big window. You like betting those things, right? I do. Yeah. Like, uh, what's the final spread going to be? Yeah, one to six. One to six. Seven to twelve. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, you may have a problem. <laughs> Will Levis dealing. We saw the finger on the uh, safety. He dislocated the finger on his non-throwing hand. And, you know, no big deal. You go over on the sideline, they pop it back where it's close to where it's supposed to be, tape it together with another finger, and you go out and play. It's, it's your non-throwing hand. But he also had a lower leg injury that we uh, didn't hear a whole lot about. ESPN did talk about it during the game a little bit. Kaya Sharon is the backup, the Somerset Briar jumper, former Somerset High School Briar jumper. And uh, he's ready to go. Now, the good news is Kentucky wants to run the football Saturday. South Carolina is not good against the run. Chris Rodriguez has three terrific games against South Carolina. He's looking to have a fourth, go over 100 yards rushing. Kentucky ran, if you take the sacks away, which I know you can't do, but if you take the sacks that Will Levis took, take them off the table here, Kentucky rushed for 140 yards on Saturday down at Ole Miss. It was, it's their highest rushing offense of the season. And you would expect that with Chris Rodriguez back. So they're going to run the football even if Will Levis is going to play. I, I expect he'll play. Mark Stoops says he's a game-time decision. Uh, I would think if he wasn't going to play, we'd already know for sure. So I think he will play. But I do think Kentucky's going to try to run the football. They can win this game without throwing the ball all over the place like they like to do. Rich Scangerillo, the offense coordinator, has said, look, I got three NFL wide receivers out here. I'm going to use them. Well, when Will Levis isn't the quarterback, you might have to alter that plan a little bit. I don't know if he's going to play, uh, but I don't think – this. look, Mark Stoops going to have his team's attention. You lost last week. If you lose this week – this is the game that ruins your season. Not Ole Miss at Ole Miss. Not if you lose to Georgia. Not even if you lose uh, against Tennessee and Knoxville. But if you lose at home against South Carolina, season ruined here. Season ruined. You go from 4-0 and and ranked 7th in the country to 4-2 and and unranked. And looking for that 6th win just to get to a bowl game. I mean, you're going to get 6 wins. You still got Vandy on the schedule. You still got Louisville on the schedule. You're going to get six wins. But this is a season killer if you lose it. And I'm sure he's got his team's attention. Louisville, on the other hand, every win is a must win now for the Cards. You're 0-3 in the ACC. You're playing an 0-2 Virginia ACC team. There are only five teams in the ACC that haven't won a game. One of them's NC State, won a game in conference, I should say. I was about to say. One what? of them's NC State, who's 0-1, all right, and they lost to Clemson. One of them's Miami, who hasn't played a conference game yet, all right, but Louisville's got the worst record in conference at 0-3, and Virginia's not that far behind. Brandon Armstrong's a really good quarterback. In fact, the entire Atlantic division has good quarterbacks, whether it's Devin Leary at NC State Sam Hartman at Wake Forest, Keaton Slovis at Pittsburgh. Every time you run into one of these guys in your division, if you're Louisville, you're going against a good quarterback. And Malik Cunningham, same thing. 
But will Malik Cunningham play? He's dealing with a head injury. And right now, in the culture that we're in, and the NFL, this is the NFL's fault, but this is the culture we're in right now, all of a sudden, you got to protect guys that have head injuries. We should have been doing it all along. you got to protect these quarterbacks from themselves and these players, these players from themselves. Because I saw Chris Sims today on uh, Pro Football Talk Live, and he said, look, I had a spleen injury. And I wanted to go back in the game. Didn't know it was a spleen injury. Thought I might have a broken rib or two. I wanted to play. Luckily for me, they didn't let me play. And the doctor said, let's go to the hospital after the game just to be sure. Because if I didn't go to the hospital, I could have died. But I wanted to go back in that game. Because that's the mentality of a competitive football player. You're looking over your shoulder. If I don't go back in this game, Jimmy Lipper is going to replace me here. And all of a sudden, I'm going to be Wally Pip. Lou Gehrig replaces me, and I never see the field again. And that's what all these players worry about. Joe Burrow was on Colin Cowherd's podcast. And he he wasn't flippant about it, but he said, look, concussions are part of the game. I've had concussions. I have one documented concussion. However, I've had other instances where I didn't remember entire quarters of a football game. One instance at the end of the game, I didn't remember the second half, and I was not diagnosed with a concussion. ACL, torn ACLs are part of the game. He said that, and you break your arm. That's part of the game. That's part of what you sign up for, and they're paying us a lot of money to play football. That's part of the deal. Concussions are part of it. And he wasn't being dismissive of, of medical personnel or trying to keep these players protected. He was just telling you, this is how it is. When I get concussed, I'm grabbing my shoulder, my non-throwing shoulder, or I'm grabbing my ankle. I don't want these doctors testing me for a concussion. If I take a shot and I'm woozy, I'm not getting up because I know I might fall down like Tua did against Buffalo. And I'm not going to grab my head and my face mask and shake my head. I am going to grab my ankle or my left elbow or my pinky toe. I'm grabbing something to let you know, hey, it's not my head, even though it is my head. The job now of the NFL and college football as well is to protect these players from themselves. If Malik Cunningham has a head injury, If Malik Cunningham is having a sensitivity to light right now, or he's having headaches, or he's he's not remembering things, you cannot play him on Saturday. And I don't care if you're Scott Satterfield and you're 20 wins and 22 losses into your fourth season and you think you might not make it through if you lose to Virginia, you cannot play Malik Cunningham if if he has a head injury. You can't. And that goes for any coach on the hot seat, or any player that's, that uh, has a concussion. Cameron Brait was the tight end I was trying to think of the other day with Tampa Bay. Did you see this, Justin? Uh, maybe. Took a shot Sunday night football. Yeah. It's on TV. 22 million people are watching. Everybody. It was friendly fire. It was a teammate. They go helmet to helmet. He comes out, acts like it's a shoulder injury. He's back in one play later. At halftime, he's diagnosed with a concussion out for the rest of the game. But guess what? He got back out on the field with a concussion. 
because he didn't want the doctors to know and hit my head. Every replay we saw, his head snapped back. It wasn't his shoulder. But it's it's real time. You're a doctor on the sideline. You don't have a great angle. You're, you can try to watch it on the screen if they show the replay, which they probably didn't. It was a right way from the play. Guy comes over. Doctor says, what happened? You all right? What's going on? That's my shoulder. But I think I'm okay. I think it's a stinger. One play later, he's back in the game. The NFL's got to got to clean this up. Well, it's they, like what I got to figure out a way to clean it up. It's like what I told you last week. I mean, there's there's got to be some sort of account accountability from the players as well. There won't be. There won't be. But there has to be. There won't be because they're afraid they're going to lose their job. That's the bottom line. They're afraid they're going to lose their livelihood. If I come out and the, the backup tight end comes in and has two catches for 52 yards and a touchdown, uh, eh, you know what, Cameron, why don't you sit out next week too? Let's just make sure you're okay. And then the backup tight end has six catches for 112 yards and two touchdowns. You know what, Cameron, um, we're just going gonna to put you on IR just to make sure. We're going to let you sit for the next four games. All of a sudden you don't have a job. That's what it boils down to. These guys, it's like any. Look, it's like anybody. I've, I've had jobs where I've gotten sick at work, gone in the bathroom and thrown up and thought, you know what, I can't go home and I get in trouble. I don't want to get in trouble. I need this job. It's the same thing for an NFL football player. I need this job. And there's the competitive nature of it. These guys have been told since they were playing peewee football, hey, toughen up, man. Get back in there. Shake it off, Right? I had a buddy whose daughter played volleyball, really good volleyball player. And uh, she hurt her arm on a play, hurt her wrist. Hey, he said, hey, get in there. Come on, tough it up. After the game, after the match, broken wrist. She toughed it out. She shouldn't have toughed it out. You know who you are in Iroquois Park. Well, you know who I'm talking to. This is a buddy of mine. He felt awful because he sent his injured daughter back into a volleyball game. I mean, we're talking high school girls volleyball here. We're not talking NFL football. That wasn't even her job. Right. <sighs> Colts and Broncos tonight, by the way, NFL fans. Yikes. This, on the schedule at the beginning of the year, this was much must-watch TV. Matt Ryan and the Colts are going to be one of the favorites in the AFC. They're going to win their division because they're in there with Houston and Jacksonville and, the, and uh, Tennessee. Got Matt Ryan. They got rid of Carson Wentz. This uh, Jonathan Taylor, who, by the way, won't play tonight with a bad ankle. And the Broncos. Let's ride, said Russell Wilson. They're 2-2, two and two, and they've scored 66 points in four games. Over under tonight, 42, Justin. What do you got? I got the under. <laughs> no <laughs> question. First one to 21 should win, or maybe 17. Broncos haven't scored more than 23 this season. For what it's worth. Yeah. Now, do I think the Broncos win tonight? Yes, I do. Do I think they open it up a little bit, Russell Wilson? Yes, I do. National TV, Thursday night game. It is now time for Russ to not defer to his brand-new head coach, Nathaniel Hackett, who's been having a lot of trouble making decisions over there in real time. At the end of that game last week, they scored 23 last week. But at the end of that game, at the end of the game before that, too, you had Russell Wilson running around doing Russell Wilson things. 
not staying in the realm of the offense. And Nathaniel Hackett, I think at this point, you just say, Russ, do you do you. They got good receivers, Jerry Judy, Cortland Sutton. They've got weapons. Uh, Melvin Gordon, uh, Williams, the two running backs, two-headed monster at running back. They should score more than 66 points in four games. So I'm going to go with Denver tonight. I'm going to I'm going to lay the three because I think they're going to win the game, and I think Indianapolis is a train wreck. I don't know how the Colts have a win. They beat the Chiefs in a game where I feel like every Colt player had a rabbit's foot in his pocket. Because there were probably six plays in that game that loose ball, bad pass, anything goes the other way. Any of these six plays go the other way, they lose that game and they're winless. They tied Houston. They got shut out by Jacksonville. And Jonathan Taylor is not playing tonight. So more of the offensive load goes on the shoulders of Matt Ryan tonight. He has five touchdown passes and five interceptions in four games this year, and he's got a boatload of fumbles, too. Not great. Not great. And I'm look, I pull for the Colts. I'm a Tennessee Titans fan, first and foremost, but I've always pulled for the Colts. But Peyton Manning's not walking through that door, and Andrew Luck's not walking through that door. Got rid of Wentz. You thought Matt Ryan was the answer. Matt Ryan is not young. Former MVP. Great player in his day. He is not a top 15 quarterback in the National Football League anymore. So I'm going to take Denver and lay the three tonight. Uh, And I might have gone the other way if Jonathan Taylor played because then the Colts would be able to run the ball, shorten the game a little bit, keep it close. But I, I don't know what they do offensively tonight. All right, let's take a break. Kentucky has added a uh, six-year series in basketball against a top-notch opponent. We'll talk about that, and I'll pick the winners of the baseball wild card series after the break. You're listening to Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage on the Big X. I heard it, I heard it, I heard it on the X. Welcome back, Spears on Sports, presented by Eminem Cartage. John Spears in studio. Justin Kalen on the other side of the glass. Final segment. Eminem Cartage Hotline is open. 384-1450 to join in on the conversation. 384-1450. Thornton's text line open as well. 502-414-1450. Uh, let's see. Let's check the text line. That's not meant for this show. Uh, that's not meant for this show. Yeah, nobody texts this show. 414-1450. The only text I get is from the dude watching the Dahmer thing just like I am. That's not good. You know, I, I don't know who that is, but I hope the door's locked out there. You know, maybe – so I've texted in a couple times yeah. and I'm not here, yeah. and, and a lot of times they don't get read. So maybe people have just given up. I always promise to read them. <laughs> now, I lie a lot, but I always <laughs> promise. Uh, some NBA news and notes. Uh, LeBron wants to own a team in Las Vegas. Did you see this? I did. He and totally he said it out loud to Adam Silver while he's still playing with the Lakers. I don't know if that's some kind of tampering, backward tampering. <laughs> where the player's actually tampering with the commissioner of the league. Um, look, they got to figure out what to do with a couple of teams first. Where they're going to somebody's going to move to Seattle. Mm-hmm. Uh, somebody might move to Nashville. You think? 
Yeah, I think so. That would be awesome. Uh, and Las Vegas, I think, will eventually get a team. One of these teams might move to Las Vegas. You don't think Memphis is too close to get a team in Nashville? No, not when you're expanding. No, it's not. I just feel like there's better options. Um, Nashville would be cool. I think Louisville would be cool. Yeah, it's not going to happen. No, I love the, I love Dan Issel's passion, and I love the uh, NBA to Louisville Twitter feed and all that stuff. It's but uh, I'd be surprised if it happened in our lifetime. The other NBA news, and Tony Burke just pointed this out to me on text. Uh, Draymond Green punched Jordan Poole at the uh, Warriors practice yesterday. That's never good. Now Draymond Green is due for a big contract. Jordan Poole is due for a new contract. Jordan Poole is going to cost a lot less than Draymond Green does. I would love to see the Warriors part ways with Draymond Green. I've never look. He's a turd. I don't know how else I can say <laughs> it. He's not a good dude. He's not. I remember when he first came into the league, and he got some technicals, and he said, "Ah, oh, my mom told me I got to calm down, so I got to calm down." He's never calmed down. He's just not a good guy. And if I was an official in the NBA, he wouldn't last a half of any of my games I was refereeing. Because as soon as he started whining, there's your first technical. And you know he's not going to stop. But uh, punched his teammate, Jordan Poole, at practice on Wednesday. Uh, There was some jawing going on. Uh, Apparently Green took a swing, made contact with Poole. Team officials are reviewing the episode. You know, these practices now, they're all taped. They're all on video. So... I would imagine they have access to be able to see uh, what happened. Their pool was not injured, finished the workout uh, before leaving the practice floor. Ah, Draymond Green. Mm. What a hothead. Yeah, he's, he's more than that. But you know what? It's part of his brand. Mm-hmm. He has a podcast, and now, you know, hey, listen to me tell about punching Jordan Poole in practice on my podcast. It's, well, and he's, it's, it's part of Madonna did it more better than anybody. You he, brand yourself. He's not like that on his podcast though. Like he's pretty calm, cool and collected in the times I've heard it. <sighs> Kentucky is going to play Gonzaga six years in a row now in basketball. Did you <laughs> see this? Are they really? I missed that. Going to play the Zags. Now they had agreed to play this year coming up at the uh, Spokane arena, not the home court, which is the McCarthy athletic center that is just a quaint little gym where Gonzaga plays most of their home games. The Kennel. The Kennel, absolutely. Uh, they're going to play in Spokane Arena because Kentucky, well, we'll come out there. there. A lot of these proceeds are going to the flood victims victims in eastern Kentucky for that game. So Mark Few, I remember uh, at a, a pro day or something, he got on the big screen and said, yeah, let's him and Cal, Banner and back. Of course, you know it's already set, but – they're acting like, yeah, let's play each other. Okay. So they're going to play in Spokane Arena this year. Rupp Arena next season. Then they're going to play 2024 in Seattle. Mm-hmm. 2025 in Nashville. Back in Rupp in 26. And finally, at the Kennel <laughs> in 2027. I'm going to guess that Cal's going to be no longer the coach at that time. He's going to be in his... Uh, ambassador for the university, $10 million a year gig uh, by that point. So, because they don't like playing road games out of conference. So Gonzaga fans end up getting what they want. They just have to wait six years. They have to wait six more years, which is fine. 
I mean, what what does this say about the Gonzaga program? It tells you exactly where they're at. They are a major player in college basketball. They're still in the West Coast Conference. They're still going to play St. Mary's and Santa Clara and Pepperdine twice a year and beat them all by 35 points. But nationally, Mark Few has played anybody, anybody, anywhere. And to get Kentucky to actually come to Spokane twice, once in the kennel, and come to Seattle once, that's a pretty big accomplishment for little bitty Gonzaga. Right? Yeah. So, uh, Cat fan got that to look forward to. And now, you you know, I guess in 2027, you can't say, well, they don't ever play any true road games. They're finally going to play a true road game against a top opponent. Because, yes, Kentucky plays great competition. But they play on neutral sites. State Farm Classic, CBS Sports Classic, whoever it is, they always play in neutral sites. Or at Rep Arena. Oh, they'll play at Rep Arena. But they're not going to come anywhere and play in a uh, in a road environment other than Louisville, and that's because they have to. They wouldn't if they didn't have to. Uh, so I think that's cool. I think that's pretty cool. I want to be on those road trips, mm-hmm. right? I want that trip. I don't know where the Seattle game will be. Uh, the Rose Garden's in Portland, so it's not that. I don't know if the Supersonics – Former arena is still there. Maybe they're building a new arena in anticipation of an NBA team. Uh, again, that's three years down the line, but that's a fun trip. Let's go to Seattle. You think Dugan will send us up there? Seahawks Stadium closes, right? Oh, wow. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it does or not. It's I, always thought, it, ra- I thought it was one of the ones. It's always the raining in that place, so I don't think it does. Right? The 12th man, it's always raining. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't close. Yeah, I didn't think so. Did you, uh, did you Google that while we were sitting here? I did. Yeah, yeah. it's always raining in that place. Well, it looks like it would close. I think it's got one of those one end looks like there's a roof that can, can that can contract over it, but it, it doesn't have one. Right? Yeah. You don't know. No. It's let's just act like Let's just close. tell the truth. We doesn't close. Idea. All right, Major League Baseball playoffs start tomorrow. Four three-game series. Home team is the same for all three games. 12.07 tomorrow, first pitch. Tampa Bay and Cleveland. I've uh, made it clear that I think Cleveland has a shot to win the American League. I got a shot. Uh, Even though Houston's great, the Yankees are the Yankees, I think Cleveland, the Guardians, are for real. And here's the rotation they'll send out. Shane Bieber, Tristan McKenzie, Cal Quantrill. That's pretty good. Now, Tampa Bay's got McClanahan, who was in line to be a Cy Young winner before he got hurt this year. Corey Kluber, two-time Cy Young winner. Former Cleveland Indian. And uh, Logan Gilbert will pitch game three if game three is necessary. I think it goes three, but I do think Cleveland – Prevails here two games to one. Philadelphia and St. Louis, they'll start their series at 2.07 tomorrow over on ABC. Uh, Zach Wheeler and Miles Mikolas. I'm going to take Philly in the upset here. It's a minor upset. I haven't believed in St. Louis all year. The thing that strikes me is Adam Wainwright doesn't get a start for the Cardinals in this series. Now he's 40-something years old. But St. Louis is going to go with Mikolas. 
Jordan Montgomery, who came over for the Yankees in midseason uh, for Harrison Bader, and John Flaherty will start game three if it's necessary. The Phillies will counter with Zach Wheeler, Aaron Nola, who took a no-hitter into the seventh inning in his final regular season start, and Ranger Suarez, if necessary, in game three. Left-hander, underrated, unknown pitcher for the Philadelphia Phillies. Got to be one of the best names in baseball, Ranger right? Suarez. That's Isn't a that great, great name. I, I like the Phillies pitching staff. Now, it's a young team. Other than Bryce Harper and Kyle Schwarber, these guys haven't been there. Uh, so Schwarber's going to have to be a leader, I think. Uh, you remember the 2016 World Series where he came back from injury and DH'd in Cleveland and, and uh, had some big hits. And Bryce Harper's going to have to be Bryce Harper. But I think the Phillies beat the Cardinals in three games in this series. Schwarber's a Hoosier. Indiana Hoosier. I would sing the th- fight song, but we don't, we've only got a couple minutes left on the show. Four oh seven tomorrow. Seattle starts their series in Toronto. Toronto's got Alec Manoa starting. He is going to win a Cy Young one year. He's that good. He started the All Star game this year. Seattle will go with Louis Castillo. This is what they brought him over for. This is why they traded for him from the Reds, and this is why they signed him to that big extension. Louis Castillo in the playoffs, not for the Reds. For the Seattle Mariners. Robbie Ray and uh, Kevin Gossman, great pitching matchup in game two on Saturday. And then if there's a game three, Logan Gilbert and uh, Berrios for Toronto. I think Toronto wins mm. two games to none. You want to do a little side wager? Sure. Why not? Uh, I like Manoa. I think he's great. I think he'll shut down Seattle. I worry about Seattle's hitting. Toronto's got some unbelievable hitters. I worry about the Mariners' lineup. Mariners pitching is really good, but I worry about the lineup. Certainly, we can make a little side wager here. Uh, Manoa and Gossman, a great one-two punch. I think uh, they win the first two games. And finally, 8.07 tomorrow night, first game between San Diego and the Mets. The Mets are considered a disappointment, right? Oh, they were minus 1,400 to win the NL East in early August. Look, here's the bottom line. The Braves caught them. That's it. Braves played great baseball. The Mets couldn't hold them off. The Mets won 101 games, everybody. As Buck Showalter, the manager, said yesterday, I'm not going to apologize for winning 100 games. Now they're in the wild wild card, which they didn't want to be in. They've got San Diego, who, by the way, will send you Darvish, Joe Musgrove, and Blake Snell to the mound. That's pretty good. But the Mets are going to send Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, and Chris Bassett. That's really good as well. A little little better. I think it goes three. I do. But I think DeGrom or Scherzer, one of them doesn't win. Uh, But I do think the Mets pull this one out at home. City Field's going to be rocking. It's been a while since the Metropolitans were in the playoffs. Keep this in mind. Last 20 starts combined, Jacob DeGrom, Max Scherzer, since their injuries, the last 20 starts, the Mets are 10 and 10 in games they've started. Mm. They're not 15 and 5. They're 10 and 10. I games thought that I fully anticipated you saying 18 and 2. No, they're they're 10 and 10, Jeez. which which shocked me when I saw that. Uh but I do like uh, DeGrom over Darvish in game 1. I think San Diego beats Scherzer in game 2. Scherzer does, he gives up home runs. He doesn't give up a lot of runs, and there's nobody on base when it happens. But if he gives up a couple home runs, Joe Musgrove is really, really good. 
I think it comes down to game three, Blake Snell against Chris Bassett. Look, it's a it's a three to two game. It's a three to two game in game three. I'm gonna take the Mets. So Toronto, Cleveland in the American League to advance for me. Philadelphia upsets St. Louis, and the Mets also advance. If the Phillies do win that series, then they will play the Dodgers, and the Mets would play the Braves in a seven-game divisional series. Uh, Ed Peak joins me tomorrow. Also, uh, we'll have football, high school football tomorrow night on our entire system of networks. Along the way, Justin will have a game. I'll have the St. X Manual game. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. And the unsponsored six-pack coming up tomorrow as well. Thanks for listening. Spears on Sports presented by Eminem Party on the Big Air. Anywhere you everywhere you